This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We keep it moving, yeah, we do. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno, mis amigos. Welcome one and all to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your seasonally depressed, white wine drinking, flaming hot and spicy, finger licking, eggnog chugging, dick sucking, edible loving. <laughs> I can't. I'm a mess. Hot mess. A hot fucking mess of a host. Lorenzo von Arum. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. <laughs> there is no place I'd rather be than right here with my low lifers. I hope you're having a great day, a beautiful week, and a great new year so far. When is it too late to say happy new year? I like to write it out for the first week or two of New Year's, but I know some people are like past the second or third, stop saying happy new year. And I just learned it's also happy new year. I used to say happy new years, and I had some dick correct me at Starbucks. <laughs> Shout out to the dick at Starbucks now. I mean, he's just an English major, I'm sure, or something like that. But I was like, Happy New Year's. He's like, it's actually New Year, singular. I was like, oh, okay. Can't stand you for doing that, ruining my morning with a grammar check. But Happy New Year to you anyway. I don't usually mind if somebody corrects my grammar. The grammar police are out in full swing on Instagram. They're always spell checking my ass too. <laughs> Which I don't mind because I'm posting shit in a hurry. And sometimes my phone autocorrects it to the wrong tense, but I'll have somebody call it out. Lo, you use the wrong version of there. It's T-H-E-I-R, not E-R-E or whatever it could be. Sometimes I'll correct it. Other times I'm like, meh, too little, too late. I'll just leave it up. People know what I'm trying to say. And I understand for some people, if they see a grammatical error or something spelled wrong, or someone is saying something in the wrong tense, or whatever it could be, it's bigger than them. They have to say something. I know a few people like this. Like, they have to say something, otherwise it's going to ruin their day. Like, their eye is going to twitch, <laughs> so they have to get it out of their system. And so I don't take it personal. Again, this guy, it's just the delivery. It's all in the delivery. I don't mind your message, sir. It was just the delivery. Uh, sounded a bit like a dick. It was condescending and a little bit rude. But I came in like a Care Bear. My energy was pure walking into Starbucks. I got my venti green tea, ice green tea, no water, no sweetener. That's my order. That's my current order right now. I'm usually an iced coffee puta. I love iced coffee. Don't get me wrong. I love me a good iced coffee splash of almond milk. But lately... 
I've been uh, spicing it up and going with a green tea, which actually isn't spicy. It's a boring drink, but it's really good for you. And I've looked into it. The research shows if you do drink green tea, it's packed with antioxidants. But besides that, the type of caffeine high that you get is a bit different. So coffee is great if you need that instant jolt, that little go-go juice to start your day off. You're going to feel it pretty instantly. For green tea, it's a slower burn. So you're going to get more of a high from your caffeine, but it's a slower burn. So it's like microdosing, if you will. And so I've just been trying to limit my caffeine intake because I just got into the habit of drinking coffee constantly, more than water, actually. And I was like, okay, back it up and wrap it up. I have the Hershey squirts. I'm going to have stomach problems. I need to really watch how much caffeine I'm drinking. And so, yeah, now I do iced coffees two days a week. And then the rest of the time, I'm just drinking green tea, hot or iced. I prefer it iced. Anyway, this isn't a podcast about green tea and grammar and spelling and bullshit. This is a podcast about the new year. Happy new year, my kings and queens. I hope you're having a beautiful start to 2024. But if you are not in a good headspace right now, if you're feeling a bit stressed, if you are overwhelmed right now, if you're feeling depressed, you're in a funk going into this new year, don't you worry, boo-boo. Don't you fret. You have come to the right place. We're about to turn that frown upside down. we got a great show in store for you today. This is a very special New Year edition episode of the Low Life Podcast. I want to start it off talking about mental health. It is so important to me to check in with yourself, with your friends, your family, your loved ones. How is your mental health right now? How are you feeling in this very moment right now? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being bottom of the barrel, feeling like complete shit. A 10 is euphoric bliss. You're feeling on top of the world. Right now, currently for me, I'm feeling like a solid 8.2. I'm feeling pretty damn good. That's a high for me right now. Now, granted, two weeks ago, I was a solid 4. And then two weeks prior to that, I felt like a solid 2.3. And so it's definitely a roller coaster that we're on these days. (laughs) Life can throw curveballs your way, and so it's ups and downs. But right now, in this very moment, going into the new year with you, I feel like a solid 8.2. So I'm just going to ride this until the wheels fall off. I'm feeling pretty damn good in this moment. I didn't put out an episode last week, and I was going through the withdrawals. Oh, I felt so weird not putting out an episode, but I had to take a break intentionally. One, for my mental health. Two, I had family in town, and I just really wanted to be present and enjoy time with them. And so... I ended up skipping a week, which I haven't really done on this podcast. I think I've skipped maybe one or two episodes in all the time we've been doing this show, which is now going on two years. Wow. My God, that's something to celebrate in itself. But I had a lot on my plate, and I also wanted to enjoy time with my family, and it just wasn't going to work for me to record an episode. But I'm glad I got to recharge. I'm glad I got to come in here with a fresh perspective, and I have lots to catch up with you on. Oh my God, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a month. And so lots to catch up on here. And today's episode, we're going to talk about Christmas, of course, a little recap on the holiday, a recap on what I did for New Year's or New Year. How do you say it? Now I'm all self-conscious because of that dude from Starbucks. (laughs) For New Year's Eve. I'm going to recap my New Year's Eve. There you go. (laughs) Then I'm also going to share my highest points, my lowest points of 2023. A little bit of a review on the year. It's really important when it comes to a new year to take stock of your life. I love to do an audit. I've been doing audits on my past years for the last, I'd say five or six years I've been doing it. I wish I'd been doing it longer than that because it's been so beneficial. Doing an audit of your previous year really sets you up for success going into a new year because it gives you a chance to process and reflect and grow. 
That's the only way that you can actually do that is if you take a look and see what you've been doing. What's been working for you? What hasn't been working for you? Who have you been spending time with? That's what I've been doing, taking stock of my relationships. When you're hanging out with people, how are you feeling when you hang out with that person? When you leave the situation, are you feeling recharged? Are you feeling depleted? Are these friends pouring into you or do you feel completely depleted? When it comes to your work, how are you feeling in your work environment? Is it a bit of a toxic work environment or do you feel like it's a place for growth where you actually are challenged in a positive way and you enjoy being at work? What are things that worked for you in 2023 and what are things that worked against you that weren't really beneficial for you last year? I was talking about this with one of my girlfriends and she was telling me that one of the feelings that she had last year, which she doesn't want to carry into the new year with her, was jealousy. She felt a lot of jealousy and envy, especially towards the end of the year, because there are so many things that she wanted to accomplish in 2023 that she didn't get around to doing. She felt bad. She was being hard on herself. And she was looking at people on social media, on Instagram, friends, colleagues of hers that were killing it financially, that seemed so happy, that have all their shit together, and she felt like her life is a fucking mess. She felt jealous. She felt envious, a little bit of resentment, and she didn't like having those feelings, especially going into the new year. So she's like, Lo, I had these feelings, and I wanted to leave them at the door. I don't want to carry that energy into a new year, into 2024. I want to let go of the jealousy, any resentment, any envy that I have and go into the new year with a fresh perspective, which I totally respect. And I get that. I love that for her. But at the same time, I told her, instead of looking at the resentment and jealousy or envy that you had as negative things and being hard on yourself, look at those feelings that you have and those emotions that you're experiencing And look at them more as indicators in your life. They're indicators of things that you want. So you're looking at this person, for example, this friend of hers uh, that's killing it in her job. And so my friend, she's an entrepreneur. And so she really wants to make a certain amount of money and she's not there yet, but she sees her friend doing it. And so I told her, you're very capable of doing that. You're projected to do that. If you put in the time, work, energy, it's going to happen for you. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's when will this happen? And the fact that you feel jealousy or envy or any sort of resentment towards your friend for something she has that you don't have, whether it be a relationship or a certain amount of money in your bank account or whatever it could be, take that as an indicator, as a big old sign that that's something that you want in your life. Now you have to put the steps in place to get it. So it's a good earmarker of where you need to be or what you want to do in life. And so again, instead of looking at jealousy, like, oh, it's such a bad thing. I shouldn't feel this way. I look at it like that's a good navigational tool to let me know where I should be headed. That's giving me direction. That's helping me with my North Star, with my compass of knowing exactly where I want to be in life. And so if you're experiencing any sort of you know, jealousy or envy, don't be so hard on yourself. Look at it as an earmarker, a good indicator of what you should be doing because you're very capable of having that. I say this to you right now because I've experienced all of those feelings. We all have. We all experience feeling jealous or envy or resentment. And it doesn't have to be considered a negative thing where you feel shame for how you feel. Instead, lean into it. Lean into those moments, those feelings that you have, those emotions. And again, rework it and and use it as an indicator of where you want to go in life. Audits really help with that. Taking audit of what's going on in your world this past year really helps you navigate the next year of your life. And so that's something that I've been doing is really sitting down and taking a look at my relationships, what I've been doing with work, this podcast, a lot of different variables, and just taking a good hard look at it all. And so I got lots of tea to spill. I'm going to be sharing a lot with you today. But my goal with this episode 
is to help you out. I'm going to share my high moments of 2023, my lowest moments of 2023, but there's also lessons learned from both of these things. And so I'm hoping that you could learn something from the lessons that I've learned so you don't have to learn the hard way like I always learn. <laughs> like I'm always learning shit the hard way. And so hopefully you get something from this episode. And even if you already know this lesson or you've heard it before, it's a great refresher. It's nice to be reminded once in a while. You know what I mean? I want today's episode to help you. And I want you to get something from this. That's really important for me, especially going into the new year. And that's what I'm going to be doing in the next few episodes yeah, we're going to have a good time. There's always going to be some laughs, but I always want there to be some sort of a takeaway from you. And especially, again, with these episodes, I have experts coming on, and there are so many amazing takeaways, little golden nuggets of wisdom, shit that I'm learning. Oh, I learned so much from this podcast, so I love doing it. I'm learning so much. Thank you for being part of this podcast, truly. This podcast is nothing without you, the listener. So thank you so much for tuning into this show. We're over two years deep, millions of downloads, thousands of listeners later. And I'm so fucking grateful because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Truly, my ass was back in the closet recording this podcast two years ago during a pandemic, an election year, by the way. Full circle, we're heading into a new election year. Oh, it's about to get political on the Low Life Podcast. <laughs> if you want it to be, you let me know. I always want to check in with you. If you're down for some political episodes, we could have some interesting conversations going into this election year. But again, you let me know. But this podcast would literally be nothing without you. So thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, your loved ones, recommending it to people, sharing episodes, conversations with people that you love. It really does make an impact on the show. And leaving the reviews... The feedback. Oh, I love getting feedback from you because it really helps me with this show because I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> so if I check in with you, the listener, and you let me know what you like, what you don't like, topics that really do it for you, if there's something you want me to explore or something you want me to dive into, I want to know what that is. And I love hearing from you because it gives me a lot of direction for the podcast. And so I read and appreciate every single review, every comment, all the feedback, constructive criticism. I love hearing it all. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Having you as a listener has really helped me through some dark times that I've had. And there are moments where I felt completely alone, truly. And I have this podcast and I have you as a listener and and I'm completely grateful for it because I don't feel alone. And there's this incredible community that we've built, the low lifers, this little Mexican cult we have here. <laughs> it has really helped my ass through some dark moments. And so it's challenged me to be vulnerable. It's also challenged me to put myself out there. And in doing that, this community has come out of it, and I'm really grateful for it. And I appreciate you, and I just want you to know that going into the new year, that I appreciate you, I love you, and I'm so thankful you're here for today's episode. So let's get into it. Buckle up, puta. You're in for a ride on this one. It is a solo mission. We're going for the highs, the lows of 2023, a little recap. And I also have some preguntas from the low lifers. I'll be able to answer a few of those, some advice that you guys were asking for. And so We'll get into it today. Without further ado, let's jump into this week's very special episode, a solo mission. Hit it.
Oh, I got to tell you about Christmas. Our Christmas festivities. I want to tell you all about it. So it was a yellow Christmas this year, which I was not that excited about at first. (laughs) I wasn't that excited about it because I love the color yellow, but I don't naturally gravitate towards that color. Like when it comes to interior design or anything in my home, there's no yellow in my home. Also, I don't wear it in my own personal wardrobe. It makes me look jaundiced, makes my ass look like my kidneys are failing me here. So I stay away from yellow, but I do love it on other people and I style using it, but it's just not a color that I typically gravitate towards. And even with styling, yellow is a really tough color. On certain people like me with my olive skin undertones, it makes me look like I'm jaundiced. On other people, it can make them look washed out. Again, it's just a really tough color. Unless you have a lot of melanin in your skin, then it's amazing. Lupita Nyong'o vibes, yes for yellow. But if you're very fair, that also works too. Renee Zellweger, she looks great in a very pale yellow. But again, it's a fine line and you got to figure out the right shade. And so when it came to decorating a Christmas tree and the fireplace and the banisters and all the gifts in yellow, knowing all the different shades that exist, I was nervous about it. But... It ended up looking really beautiful. At first, it didn't, though. (laughs) I'll be completely honest with you. Oh, God. When I first painted some ornaments. So that's what we do. We have a ton of ornaments from the past. And so we will repurpose them, reuse them. We do buy a lot, too, every year. But we try to repurpose some ornaments just to save money. Well, at least I wanted to save some dough this year. And so I will spray paint a bunch of ornaments. And so I spray painted them this yellow. And it was supposed to be like a mustard color that I got at Michael's. It was giving Velveeta cheese. (laughs) It looked like shit. Oh, it was not cute. It was cheese puffs. It was Velveeta cheese. I was like, oh God, we've already talked about doing this yellow color theme. Everybody knows we're doing it and I'm about to fail. And so I got a little nervous about it. Went back to Michael's and I got canary yellow paint. Canary yellow spray paint. Spray painted the ornaments, add a little bit of gold dust to them. And it actually looked beautiful. Once I switched the yellow to canary yellow... And then I added in some metallic gold accents, sprinkled in some ornaments throughout the yellow, made sure it was a yellow gold. It was beautiful. It actually ended up being one of my favorite colors we've ever done. Shout out to all the putas out there who voted for a yellow Christmas because it was between yellow and orange, two colors we've never done. And I definitely felt like orange was more my comfort zone. I could do a lot with that. But yellow, again, I was nervous about it. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to jump in head first and see what happens. And so... I just jumped into the yellow waters for Christmas. And so it was a golden shower holiday this year. And I was really happy with it. If you're listening to this and you're wondering, what the hell is he talking about with this yellow Christmas? Every year we pick a very specific color theme and we decorate everything in the house around that color. And we started this tradition, God, 15 years ago when my Nana died. My Nana died unexpectedly. She wasn't even 65 yet. We lost her way too soon, and we were gutted as a family when we lost her. And we didn't even want to celebrate Christmas, which for a lot of people, when you have a death in the family, oh, it could really rip a family apart. And I'm surprised it didn't rip our family apart because that was a major loss for us, and we were a house divided. But with that loss, we were able to unite with a tree and decorating it in all beautiful tones of purple, her favorite color. So we filled the tree with her favorite flowers, and it was an opportunity for us to grieve, but also remember her life, celebrate her, and it really just bonded us as a family. We all got super into it. We all wore purple. It was really sweet. And so that tradition has continued, and we've lost more family members, unfortunately, and friends and fur babies. And so because of that, 
we've been able to dedicate a tree, a color theme every year to a family member or friend, our loved ones. And so it's just become our tradition now as a family. We're not super into gifts. We still give gifts, but it's not a thing like it is for other families. I know some families, they're really into shopping and they do like a big gift exchange and everybody goes around and opens their gifts. We don't really do that. Uh, We give more like thoughtful gesture gifts, but Some people don't have a lot of money to spend at Christmas, and other people in our family, they traveled for the holiday. So that's a gift in itself, just having them there. Their presence is the present, truly. And so I don't want them to feel pressure to get my ass a gift card or buy me something because they already spent so much having to travel, and it is not fun traveling for the holidays. And so that's a gift in itself. When it comes to the actual festivities of celebrating Christmas, we do Christmas Eve big in our house. Christmas Eve, we had about 20 people. Uh, Lexi and Jacob joined us this year, which was really sweet. I loved having Jacob and Lexi, friend of the show. Lexi's been on many podcasts, as has Jacob. And so they came over and we played games. We had amazing tacos and flautas and quesadillas and nachos. And we had guacamole and fresh salsas. And we basically play games. We drink a lot of tequila and we have a good time. And we play good music. A lot of Michael Jackson, a lot of Selena Quintanilla playing, some Earth, Wind & Fire. And we'll mix in some Christmas songs too, but... It's just a good time. We're laughing, we're playing games, we're shooting the shit, and we're up pretty late. Christmas Eve doesn't end until, my God, it's like 2 a.m. this year. Yeah, it's a rager. (laughs) So by the time Christmas morning rolls around, it's more of a recovery day for my family and I. We're just eating breakfast. We're in our cozy sweats. We're doing the absolute bare minimum, maybe putting on a good Christmas movie. And then we order Chinese food. That's the thing for us. We always order Chinese food because Christmas Eve, there's so much cooking involved at Christmas Day. My parents also host Christmas Day. And so we keep it pretty chill, which is nice. And it's a more pared down version Christmas Day. It's, you know, not as many people and we're just chilling. And I love slothing it up on Christmas Day. I would love to have a wintry vibe for Christmas. I've never really experienced that because I've only celebrated Christmas here in California. This year it was 75 degrees and sunny outside on Christmas day. It was beautiful, but I think it would be really fun to have like a white Christmas. Oh, that would be so beautiful. I've never had that, but it's on my bucket list. I'm thinking one year I want to just rent an Airbnb, like a big house and have everybody come out to the house, wherever it is, Colorado, maybe uh, Nashville. I don't know. And just do a big white Christmas. But if I do something like that, I want to be able to foot the bill. And I'm just not quite there yet, tax bracket wise. (laughs) So it's going to be an expensive Christmas. And so, yeah, I'm putting that on my vision board because one day I would love to do something like that for my family. I think that would be really fun. But paying for everybody's flights and the Airbnb and all that goes into it, it'd be a lot of work. And it also would be a tough sell for the queen. Queen is not about traveling for the holidays. I think she would hate that. And she doesn't like the cold. She is such a California girl. She loves warm weather. And so, I don't know, maybe that's a pipe dream, but I do love the idea of a white Christmas. All right, so let's get into the highs of 2023. I want to start it off on a high note, talking about the good things, my highest moment of 2023, a moment that I loved. There were some beautiful moments of 2023. Granted, this year felt like a shit show, truth be told. Uh, It was a really tough year, very heavy, and a lot happened, and it was exhausting for me. But there are some really special, meaningful moments, and one of the most beautiful moments, the highest point, I would say, of 2023 for me is getting my little pug of love, little Shamu, coming into my world. (gasps) 
Oh, July 4th, he entered my world. I actually got him on my birthday, June 30th, but I didn't get to have him in my arms until July 4th. I knew I was getting him. I was so excited. And he has changed my life, truly. I love him so much. I didn't think I would be able to love another dog as much as I loved my little Dookie, my pug of love, who I had for 14 years. I had him all of my adult life. And I was obsessed with little Dookie. You guys know Dookie. He was on the show plenty of times, snorting it up. He was my co-pilot, my co-host of the podcast, and I did everything with him. He slept with me every night. I was obsessed with little Dookie and had the best times with him. And he was a part of my formative years. He was me becoming an adult. He was such a major part of my life that not having him in it, oh, it really gutted me. And I miss him. To this day, I miss him every single day. I loved him so much. And so once he died, I didn't think I would be able to love another animal as much as I loved him. I didn't think it was possible. And a part of me didn't want to put myself through dealing with another loss in the future. Because I know, you know, if you take good care of your dogs, hopefully they live a long life. You can get 12, 13, 14 years, sometimes more years than that. But you never know. And so it's tough. And that death, oh, it it just wrecked me. So again, I didn't think I had it in me to love another fur baby, but the universe was like, hold my beer. And in came little Shamu, and he is so sweet and so loving, and I'm obsessed with him. Now, I will say, I feel like I got catfished a little bit with Shamu. <laughs> and now in retrospect, if I had to choose another puppy, I mean, I'm obsessed with Shamu, and I love that he's an all-black pug. I've always had all-black dogs. I love them. But because he looks so much like Dookie, it does mess with me mentally sometimes. Like, I call him Dookie all the time, as does my family. He's remarkably similar to how Dookie looked. Same type of face and the little folds and even the little mark on their belly. So I'm having flashbacks constantly and breakdowns. (laughs) I'm like, little Dookie, I miss him. And so Shamu reminds me so much of little Dookie, but at the same time, he is completely different. They have such different personalities. And so that's been nice because they are such different dogs. They have their own identity. It's a different kind of love that I have for little Shamu, but it is confusing for me because I'm like, at first it was. And a part of me was like, oh, I should have gotten a fawn or a different color just to have a completely different change So I wouldn't identify little Shamu with Dookie and I wouldn't be having flashbacks all the time. But it's sweet. I don't mind it. And little Shamu is filled with so much energy. That's the thing. I didn't expect that. And I also forgot what it's like to raise a puppy. It is so much work. And I'm not comparing it to parenthood because I know having a kid with a shitty diaper is a whole different type of beast. But I will say, at least it's kept to a diaper. Okay, with little Shamu, he's pissing. He is shitting everywhere. He's gotten it down now, potty train-wise. Sometimes he'll have an accident, and he still likes to mark his territory once in a while, specifically my bed. But that was one of the biggest hurdles I had to overcome with little Shamu was he doesn't like to cuddle. And I'm like, what the hell? What pug doesn't like to cuddle? He is filled with so much energy. He's not food-motivated, which is complete opposite of Dookie. Little Dookie loved to cuddle from the moment I had him at six weeks until 14 years later, he loved to sleep and cuddle. And he was my little cuddle bug. He loved to spoon. Shamu, he's not having it. He also could give a shit about food. He likes treats, but he's more motivated by activities. He's very active. He has ADHD, just like his father. And so (laughs) we both have a very short attention span, 
And he does have a lot of energy, so he likes to run and jump, and he's all over the place. He has a little ball of energy. But from what the vet has told me and other people who have hyperactive pugs, it is short-lived. It is not something that lasts you know, through the duration of their life. It's the puppy phase, and so I'm riding it to the wheels fall off, and I love it. And I never had that super active ADHD-type puppy that wants to jump and run and bite everything. Little Dookie was pretty mellow. He was chilled. That's why it was so easy for me to bring him everywhere, because he would literally just be tucked away in this little sling pouch thing that I had, like a kangaroo pouch. I put him in my little papuse, <laughs> and he would be with me all day on set. I take him to photo shoots. I mean, he was so chill. Shamu, there's no way. There's no way I could bring him on set with me or even at fittings. He needs attention and he wants to be active and he wants to play. And so, yeah, that's not happening. And so my parents have really helped me when I have fittings and stuff. You know, they'll watch him. And my mom's just as obsessed with him as is my dad. They love little Shamu. And then my godfather also got a dog, my padrino. He got a Frenchie. Her name is Nala, like a little lioness that she is. She's adorable. And so Shamu and Nala have become really good friends. And my padrino lives very close to my parents. And so whenever I bring Shamu over, he has a playmate, which again is very different because little Dookie, my dog, he was not about other dogs. He just loved humans. But Shamu is very social. He loves dogs. He loves humans. He loves everyone. And so he's definitely my highlight of 2023. That was such a moment of pure joy. And I will say this, if you're listening to this right now and you've lost a fur baby, you know how gut-wrenching it can be to lose these little companions that you have in life. And if you're thinking to yourself, there's no way I want to get another dog or I just don't have it in me or it's too soon. Maybe it is. I had to wait a couple years, but the moment will come, trust me, when you'll get another dog and it's going to be so good for your soul because dog people, well, animal people in general, like these animals, they become part of us. And I feel like they're just necessary for life. Yeah, they shit everywhere. Yeah, they could be a lot of work. They're expensive too, but it's so worth it because the improvement they give to my mental health, for my soul, for my spirit, just for my overall well-being. Oh my God, the amount of tears little Dookie and Shemu have licked up. You know, they're just always there for you. And so I'm obsessed with dogs. I love cats too, but I'm definitely more of a dog person. I tolerate cats. I'm not obsessed with cats. I, I like them. I like them. Don't love them. But it just depends on the cat, too. Really depends on the cat. <laughs> but anyway, I love all animals. And so if someone's not into animals, that is a big red flag for me. If someone's like, I don't like dogs or I don't like cats, mm, I could get not wanting a cat, but like I love all animals. And so especially dogs. I'm like, if you don't like dogs... What the hell happened to you? What's going on in your life? Maybe you had a bad experience with one. I don't know. Maybe you were attacked by a dog or something. But give them a chance because animals, dogs specifically, they're literally put on this planet and they're here to love you. That's all they want to do is just love on you and eat treats and cuddle with you and lick you and just get so excited when you come home. Like that's the highlight of their day is getting to see you. And it doesn't matter if you saw them 20 minutes ago. You come back into the house, they're just as excited and they're so sweet. And I look at dogs and pets in general as guardians of the light. They keep the darkness at bay, for me at least. They definitely keep that darkness at bay because they are just pure light and innocence. And oh, I can go on and on about animals. I'm obsessed. And so anyway, I love little Shamu. And that was definitely my biggest highlight of 2023 was getting my little pug of love this year. <laughs> 
hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. I will say another highlight for me this year is this podcast. This podcast has grown so much. I didn't expect this podcast to grow the way that it did. Oh, I didn't expect anything really from this podcast. I went into it with zero expectations, which I think was the healthiest perspective to have because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Truly, I started this podcast in a pandemic. My ass was back in the closet, put my gay ass in the closet with the microphone, just talking about documentaries and how I was feeling on the microphone. And I didn't know if it would resonate with anybody, but this beautiful community of people has come out of it. And I'm just so grateful to have this podcast. I'm grateful to have this community. And now we have thousands of listeners, millions of downloads. It's amazing. And so I want to continue to grow this podcast. And there's so much more that I want to do with it. This podcast has been another little beacon of light for me. And so I thoroughly enjoy doing it and has definitely been a highlight. And I would consider you a highlight of 2023 for me. You as a listener is definitely a highlight for me because this community has come out of this show and it's everything to me. So that's definitely something I'm grateful for. And I'm going to consider that a highlight of 2023 for me. Now let's talk about some low points of 2023. I had plenty of them, but I would say the lowest point that I had this year in 2023 actually started at the beginning of the year in 2023 and also at the end of the year, closing it out in December. In the beginning of the year in January, of 2023, I lost a very good friend and client of mine, Annie Wershing. She was 45 years old. I loved styling her. She was a breath of fresh air. She was so kind and humble and super down to earth and funny. And just to go with the flow, easy breezy, no fuss, very trusting client who trusted me implicitly with her fashion. And so I was able to style her for red carpets and press junkets. And I was introduced to Annie Wershing from another friend and client of mine, uh, Angel Parker, who's going to be on the show eventually. I love Angel Parker. She's an amazing actress as well. And she's very close with Annie. And so they were close friends. And Annie was looking for a stylist. And so Angel passed my name over to her and was like, you're going to be in good hands with Lo." And I hit it off pretty instantly with Annie. Within the first meeting, our first fitting, I felt a connection with her and I got along great. And she had three beautiful kids, three boys, and was such a joy to be around. And I wish I could say that was the norm in this industry of styling, where people are just pleasant and fun and great to work with. And they're just good people, salt of the earth, just good human beings like Angel Parker and Annie Wershing. But unfortunately... That's not the norm. Uh, they are unicorns in the industry. Uh, people can be really high maintenance and rude and mean and 
It could get nasty, and it's a lot. And I understand why styling can be so intense. I talked about it in an episode I did with Lindsay Doyle, a celebrity makeup artist, but she was talking about how she does makeup on somebody, and it's a do-and-go. You got an hour, two hours with somebody, and then you're out. And so if you have somebody who's rude to you, a celebrity, an artist, and they're just not that nice, you know you're going to be out of there in two hours. Keep going, moving on with your life. But when it comes to styling, it is so much more intimate. We're having a fitting. I'm seeing people naked or in their bra and underwear. I've seen so many people naked, all my clients actually. And so I'm seeing them in a very vulnerable place, typically in their homes or in a fitting here with me at my studio. And then there's a final fitting. And then of course we have to do alterations and then I get them ready the day of the event. And so there's a lot more interaction. It's a lot more personal and it feels much more intimate. And so because of that, you really get to know your clients really well. And you get to see a side of them that really nobody gets to see except like someone they're in a relationship with or their family. You know what I mean? So it's a lot. And so getting to style Annie Wershing, who was so humble and so easy to work with and fun to be around, oh, it was everything. It was a breath of fresh air. And what gutted me about losing her was I had no idea that she was even sick. I didn't know she had cancer. I knew she had some medical issues, but she kept it really hush-hush. She didn't talk about it with a lot of people. I know some of her closest friends knew, her family members, but outside of that, no, she wasn't talking about it. And even when I was styling her, I'd noticed that she had dropped a significant amount of weight, which is why I never comment on somebody's weight. If they're losing weight, I'm very careful to not say like, oh my God, you look great, or you lost so much weight, or I don't, unless they are open about saying that's what they're trying to do, unless they are leading with that. I will never serve that up because you never know what someone is going through. And so Annie had cancer. She was battling stage four cancer, losing her battle to it. And she dropped a significant amount of weight. I mean, she went down like four sizes. And so in styling her, you know, she was very self-conscious about her body. She was used to being this curvaceous queen and and loved embracing her curves. And, and now I was dressing a whole new body type and she didn't feel comfortable in her own skin at that time. And so for me to be able to style her, and give her some confidence. And she felt so beautiful. I did this power suit on her one time with like a neon turtleneck. It was so dope for a Star Trek premiere. Oh, she's an amazing actress. She was in the Star Trek series. Most people knew her from 24 with Keith Sutherland. She was amazing in that. The Runaways, uh, Revolution. Oh, and she was the character in The Last of Us. And so, you know, the hit show with Pedro Pascal. We love Pedro Pascal. So that was a video game at first. I talked about it on this show that originally started as a video game. And the storyline of that video game was so powerful. People were obsessed with this video game because of the storyline, the narrative, and it was amazing. And so that's why they wanted to adapt it into a TV show for HBO and the rest is history. The show, I think it's nominated for an Emmy now. But one of the video game characters, one of the main characters in it uh, was played by Annie Wershing. And so she had the gamer fan base because they all loved her from The Last of Us. I was a fan of her from 24 and then just became a fan of her as a human being in general. But she was a beautiful soul and I miss her. And that was definitely a low moment of 2023, starting off the year being hit with a death of a client and friend. And so that was a hard one for me. I'd say my other lowest point of 2023 was the queen, my mama, getting sick with pneumonia. She was down for six weeks uh, the whole month of December, end of November, going into December, the holidays, she was not feeling great at all. She was bedridden, couldn't even lift her head out of bed. Her skin was like a silvery grayish color. Uh, she had pneumonia, she had fluid in her lungs, and she just wasn't doing great. And it scared me. 
this was the first time in my life where I actually could see my mom aging. Like she wasn't this 45-year-old that I've always pictured her as. Do you do that with your parents too? Like you picture your parents, for me at least, I always look at my mom like she hasn't aged past a certain point. Like since 2002 or whatever, like my mom's been eternally 45 years old. I don't look at her like aging. She's just frozen in time for me. I don't really think about it all that much. She's kind of invincible in that way. And I never really thought that, oh, my mom is getting older. And now granted, my mom is still young. She's not even 60 years old yet. She's 59 years old. And so she has a lot of life to live, but having her sick, having her bedridden and realizing that she's not invincible, that this could go south very quickly if we don't have this handled. You know, you don't want to mess around with pneumonia. It can kill you. And my mom had been hospitalized for pneumonia before in the past. It was years ago. That was really scary, but I was young at the time and I don't have very clear memories of that. This one, having her sick for Christmas this year, Oh, it just made me really sad and anxious and I was on edge and I was really nervous about it. And so it made me sad because she couldn't be as active if she wants to be. And I mean, the queen throws it down for Christmas. And so I really had to pick up the slack and she still did so much. I can't believe she made tamales still. Like she was still able to do so much and pull everything off. But having her sick, and realizing that she's not immortal, and neither is my dad, was a big wake-up call for me and a constant reminder that life is precious, life is short. And that's a big lesson that I'm taking away from 2023. And I've experienced a lot of loss. I've talked about it on the show many times because it's painful and it's something that we all are going to experience. And if you're fortunate enough to not have lost someone in your life close to you yet, you're very fortunate. And at one point, I would have been envious of that in someone's life. But now at this stage in my life, I've lost a lot of people. I've lost about 12 close people to me, friends, clients, family members. And it's been um, it's been really hard <laughs> to lose so many people in our family. And I hated that we've lost so many people. But at the same time, I now have come to the realization that all these little broken pieces of my heart, all these little shards of my heart that have been broken, they slowly start to come back together. And it's through those little broken pieces that you can allow for the light to come in and the light can shine through even brighter. And I don't think, actually, I know that I wouldn't love as hard as I love now. I wouldn't have the compassion that I have for humanity. I wouldn't have the empathy for people that I have if I hadn't experienced all the loss that I've had in my life. And so do I wish it never happened? Sure, of course, I still wish all those people were here. But at the same time, there is beauty in the breakdown. And I've been able to take something that has been excruciatingly painful for me, um, like the loss of my non or the loss of my uncles or you know, my cousin dying. Like There's been just so much loss in our family, my God. But again, now, years later, as I've grieved and, and worked through a lot of sadness and depression, I feel like I'm coming out of it able to help other people, hopefully. And if you get anything from this episode, it would be a reminder that life is just so fragile. Life is so short. And I know that's cliche and we hear it all the time, but please don't let things go unresolved. Send that text message, make that phone call, reach out to that friend that you've lost connection with or that family member that you love and care about, but you haven't seen them or heard from them in a while, check in on those people. Don't leave things unsaid. 
And I've made that mistake before. I've had that happen to me where, you know, I, I didn't realize it was the last time I would see that person and they're no longer here on this earth. You know, I think about the last time I even saw Annie Wershing and I'm glad that I gave her a hug and I was able to enjoy that moment with her and have a beautiful fitting and it was great. But I didn't know leaving that that would be the last time I ever saw her again in my life. Like it's painful. And so it just reminds you that life is just so precious and we only got one opportunity at this life. It's short, it's quick. And so I'm trying to make the most of it, truly. A big lesson learned from this, besides understanding that life is just so fragile and short, is also the reminder to be present. And so that's a big takeaway that I have for 2023 is to be very present in the moment. And it's hard to do that in this day and age with social media and our phones. And there's so many distractions happening in the world, but being present is everything. And so when I go to dinners now, I typically would you know, not make it a big deal if I had my phone. I'll check it once in a while, not thinking twice about it. Now, I'm not putting my phone anywhere near that table. I'm trying to be present and enjoy the dinner, enjoy the conversation. When you have your phone on a table, even if it is face down, you're still sending a signal to that person that they're not top priority. That if someone calls or you get a notification or you hear something from your phone, that they're going to be a priority. Or if you just have it on the table, it's it's a bit of a distraction. And so having it off the table and just focusing on the people you're enjoying a meal with, that seems like such an easy concept that we all should do. But I have to remind myself to do that because I forget sometimes or I get bogged down with work and all the shit that I have to do in life that I forget to actually be present. And so even when it came to Christmas Eve this year, I bought a bunch of stockings. We had 20 people over. So I bought all these stockings, 19 of them. And I got these little letters Varsity letters on Amazon that you can iron on to each stocking so I could put initials of each person. And I bought everything to go in the stockings, individual, you know, based on what people would like and not like, their favorite candies, stuff like that, gift cards, whatever. And so I had gotten them all lined up, and all I needed to do was iron on all these letters. So much was going on. I didn't have time to do it. And because I'm a perfectionist and I really wanted this photo op and I wanted it to look cute, I was going to excuse myself on Christmas Eve for a couple hours and just go upstairs and take the time to iron on all these letters and then I could come down with the stockings. I thought about it and as I looked around the room and I saw everybody laughing and having drinks and listening to music and playing games, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to go excuse myself and do an arts and crafts project by myself so we can get a photo op with stockings. Does it really matter to have initials on stockings? No, it would be cute. I did buy everything to do it, but I'm going to let this one go. And it doesn't need to be perfect. So I just grabbed some Post-its and I put everyone's name with a Post-it and filled the stockings, just shoved all the shit in the stockings, put a piece of tissue paper and came down with all of them. But I'm glad that I did that because I didn't miss out on these beautiful memories that I have with my family, people who flew in to spend time with us for Christmas. And I've noticed as I've gotten older, the family gatherings have gotten smaller. People move away. People get married. People change religions. Uh, people start spending time with their partner's family instead of coming to our family. And so things like that happen. Gatherings get smaller, and that's just part of life, and it's a sad reality. But again, I want to be present in those moments. And so I encourage you to be present in 2023, put your phone on silent, leave your phone in the car or the glove box or wherever, and just enjoy these moments with your friends, your family, your loved ones, because 
life is very fragile and it moves quick. And in the blink of an eye, it could be gone just like that. And so it's really important to just take stock of that and, and remind yourself of that once in a while. This year going into 2024, I'm not going into this year guns blazing in beast mode. I'm not about that type of energy. And I used to be about it. Like, I'm going to hit the ground running. Let's go. It's a new year. Super excited. Let's fucking go. No, I don't need that toxic masculinity, that butch ass energy going into the year. I'm taking it one day at a time. That is one of my goals for 2024 is to literally take it one day at a time. When it comes to New Year's resolutions, we did the 90-day low-life reset challenge. So we've already started a lot of these resolutions, if you will, back in October of last year. But for this year, I'm not setting these year goals for myself. I'm setting weekly goals. I think that's a bit safer for me psychologically. I think it is a little bit easier. And it's easier for me to just actually get shit done if I just do a week goal. And so this week, my goal is to take care of myself and drink some water and get some sleep. I'm really going to work on getting some sleep and drinking some water. That's this week. Next week, I'll continue that, but I'm going to add something to it. So next week, I'm adding outreach to friends and family members who I've lost contact with. Reaching out to them, checking in on them for the new year, sending them a text, you know, a DM, an email, giving them a phone call or a FaceTime. That's my goal for next week. And so I'm setting all these little mini goals, little mini resolutions, I guess you could say, uh, leading into 2024. And I feel like that sets me up for success as opposed to all these grandiose ideas of I want to do this and that and I want to lose all this weight or whatever it could be. And it's easy to fall off the wagon. And I will say, though, I learned this just in research. If you want actual change in your life, any change for that matter, whether it be a relationship or a career change or you're working on yourself, it takes a full year to really implement change and notice the difference, a full year. And so just taking it week by week, baby steps, I feel like it's easier to accomplish your goals if you piecemeal it and just break it down. My mood going into the new year, specifically for the month of January, my January mood is to only bring what you need into the new year. Let go of emotional baggage, let go of negative influences, let go of unreciprocated energy from the past year, and start making room for more inner peace, better health, fresh opportunities, authentic, real connections with people who are rooting for you, financial freedom, soulful success, and deeper happiness. Now, I'm going to do everything in my power to get you there, and I'm going to do the same for myself. And so when it comes to this podcast, of course, I want to have a good time with it. But these next few episodes, I really want to have some experts on that are going to help us up our game going into the new year. And so I have Lindsay Doyle, one of my girlfriends, who came on the show. We did an episode on the beauty industry together because she's a celebrity makeup artist who's incredible at what she does. And so we did a whole new episode on makeup, how to do makeup, what type you should be using, uh, how you can save money, get the look for less because makeup could be very, very expensive. Oh my God. At Sephora, oh, you get like two items and they're like, your total's 97.38. You're like 97, like a hundred bucks for like two little things. And so it adds up quick. And so you don't have to spend that much money to look great. And you can save a little bit on makeup. And so we break it down with Lindsay Doyle. And then I also have Elizabeth coming on because that skincare series that we did did so well. People loved it. And so I had her come back because we're doing a whole new skincare series going into 2024, answering more of your questions. She has a wealth of information. And so we have wellness episodes with her. I have psychologists coming on the show and also fun guests. We're going to have a good time. One of my best girlfriends, Haley Fitzgerald, is coming on the podcast. Oh, she's fucking hilarious. You will love her. She's a comedian. She's an actress. She's a choreographer and dancer. She used to dance for J-Lo. And so she'll be back on the show too. 
have great guests to introduce you to, wonderful friends, experts, entrepreneurs, influencers that I cannot wait to have conversations with and share them with you on this show. I'm excited about it. I have a really good feeling about this year. I feel like it's going to be a strong one for you. It's going to be a great year for the podcast. And even though there are moments that almost broke me in 2023, truly, there are a lot of eye-opening experiences and situations that happened as well for me, and I've learned so much. I'm just trying to see the silver lining in things these days because sometimes it's hard to do that, especially if you feel hurt by people or you're really going through it. And there are loss of relationships, friendships, loss of your identity, your career. There are so many changes that could happen. It could leave you feeling broken. But I promise you, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You are going to get through this. And all of the shit that could be happening in your life right now, just look at it as different seasonings for this dish of life that we're preparing here. And there's some seasonings that I love. You know, I always want my salt, pepper. I love some spice. There's some seasoning that's like a smoked paprika. I don't need a lot of that but it is something that's going to season me for life. And so there's all these different types of situations that happen and moments that feel like they're going to break you down or make you feel small or make you feel like you can't get through the next day. And I've been there. Trust me, I've been there oh, so many times. But all of these different seasonings end up leading to growth and they make your dish very flavorful. And so even though it might not make sense right now or it feels a bit confusing if you're in that phase of your life right now, it's going to end up tasting delicious. All those seasonings start to come together and it becomes a delicious, flavorful dish that is Michelin star rated, top tier, top deck of the Titanic type of a dish. And so just know that you're going to be okay. And 2024 is going to be an incredible year for you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We got some great episodes coming in hot for you in the new year. My kings and queens, I will not be disappointing you. I am so excited for future guests that we have. Great conversations. We're going to do more solo episodes. There are crime documentaries to watch. Great cult documentaries that have just been launched into the universe that I cannot wait to binge watch. This is my favorite cult, though. The Low Life. I love this cult. I tried watching Bad Surgeon on Netflix. I've been dying to see it. So many people have recommended it to me. I tried watching it. I will get through it, but I ended up taking edibles when I started watching it, and then they kicked in. I had these edibles from this brand called Camino, but I I took way too much. I d- double-dosed it. I think I was at like 15, maybe 20 milligrams. I'm used to just 10. 10 is great for me. When I go into 20 territory, things are going to get weird. And so <laughs> I ended up passing out mid-documentary, and I had the most vivid dream. I was with little Shamu, and in this dream... I was laying on my side like a sow. (laughs) I had udders and all these pug puppies were like feeding off my udders. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, sick. I mean, it was a pretty magical dream though. I was like, oh, I'm like part dog, like feeding all my puppies. (laughs) So anyway, it was really weird. And so I didn't get through that documentary, but I definitely want to watch it because so many people have said that's really good and it's trending right now on Netflix. And so I will watch that one and I'll do a recap for you on that one. And if there's anything you want me to watch though, any good shows, documentaries, any good stories you want me to cover, please let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from you. I love the feedback. It really does make a difference in this show because you help with the show. Truly, you make a big difference. And so your voice is heard. And it is appreciated. And so thank you for taking the time to leave a review because it's a small gesture. 
but it makes a big old impact on this show. And so thank you for taking the time to leave these reviews. And I love hearing, what did you enjoy about this episode? What's something that you got from this one? Or what's something that you loved about a certain guest or the conversation? I love getting to hear feedback from you, things that you liked or people that you want to have back on the show. Please let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts. And I'm showing my thanks, my gratitude to my lowlifers. We have some amazing gifts going into the new year. The Low Life Gifting Suite is still open for business. As long as I can afford it, we still have plenty of gifts to send out to our lowlifers. We have hyaluronic serums, gifts from our sponsors, NDRX, Elizabeth Smith, my skincare guru. She has some amazing products. I'm going to also add to the Low Life Gifting Suite. Gift cards to Target, gas cards, shit you didn't know you need from Amazon, lots of beauty products, lots of fun stuff in there. And so if you want a chance to win a little something, something going into the new year, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts and please screenshot it and then send it to me in my DMs, either on Style LVR or you could follow the Low Life Podcast Instagram page, which is great because we have tons of video clips there. Oh, I also want to do a YouTube channel. That's something I've been wanting to do. Let me know if that's something you would be interested in seeing these episodes via YouTube. And so I could start off with YouTube shorts, perhaps, and then we could end up putting out the full episodes so you can actually see them. I don't know if that's something you'd be into because a lot of people listen to this episode on a commute to work and stuff. And so anyway, you let me know if that's something you'd be down for because I was considering wanting to start the YouTube channel and also a Patreon too. And so anyway, there's lots of exciting things happening for the Low Life Podcast, but it wouldn't be happening without you. So again, thank you, gracias, from the bottom of my spicy heart for taking the time to leave those reviews. And I want to shout out my listeners who have taken the time to leave that review on Apple Podcasts. You are the backbone of this little hot mess express. And I'm shouting you out right now. First review is coming in hot from at bartender underscore EV. Bartender underscore EV, which is short for Evan. She's custom bartender and mixologist. She loves fashion. She's an entrepreneur. Parties and events. <gasps> Looking at her page right now, she has some delicious recipes for drinks and very strong client reviews. Where is she based? Where is bartender underscore EV based? Cleveland. Okay, if you're in Cleveland, check her out. She has her email on there. Bartender underscore EV. You want someone to bartend, make some delicious drinks for your event. Bartender underscore Ev writes, I love this podcast. Five stars. Lo, I just love your podcast. You're amazing. Every episode brings something different, which is just what my fiery tequila drinking HR doing self needs in her life. Thanks for being you and reminding me to drink my water, puta. And she gave me a little cocktail, a little orange heart and a flame emoji. Bartender underscore Ev Evan, you beautiful queen, thank you for listening to this show. I'm glad that you enjoy my ADHD brain and how I'm always switching it up with topics because I don't want to get bored. And so I'm glad there's people who appreciate that because I know for some people, they're like, I just want to listen to a crime podcast or a wellness podcast or whatever, a pop culture podcast, but I like a mixed tapa platter, mixed tapas of all different things, an appetizer platter, if you will. We have time for one more review, and this one is coming in hot from at Reality Please writes, amazing pod, five stars. Low, you have a perfect rating. I have never seen that. Five-star average? I'm not surprised. Love your commentary always, and just wanted to mention how well-produced your podcast is. I love the little sound effects to signal an ad is coming in and the sound effects to enter back into the podcast. It's really well done. <gasps> Shout out to Frankie, our amazing editor. We love Frankie over here. He adds the best sound effects. Also love the spooky sound on the Mother God episode. I also love that you remind all of us to take care of our mental health. I'm sending well wishes to your mom. Oh, that's so sweet. 
Thank you for that. And I love that you appreciate all the sound effects and time energy that goes into this podcast. There's so much that goes into it. And so when you notice those little details, it really does mean a lot and it makes me smile. So thank you for noticing that queen. I'm going to be putting out more episodes. Frankie's going to be coming in with more great sound effects. (laughs) um, It's going to be a great podcast for you to enjoy for years to come, baby. And on that note, I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Have yourself a delicious glass of wine. Or if you're doing a dry January, maybe pour yourself a nice green tea or have a little hot chocolate. Drink some bone broth. You know, I'm obsessed with bone broth. It does the body good. Apply your serums, masturbate, take an edible, watch a really good documentary and just relax. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. I know you're thirsty. (laughs) We We love love you. you. And we're out. Bye. Bye, guys. Over there with two.